0: Hello, thank you for joining me today for Give Him 15. The title of today's post is Revival and Reformation, Part 2. Due to the fact that the Give Him 15 posts have to be written and recorded the day before they're posted, I was not able to say much about the day of repentance in yesterday's post, I did make a brief comment at the end regarding how excellent it was. The day fits well, however, with the few teachings I'm doing on revival and reformation. So I wanna make a few more comments today. First, I find it ironic, at the very least, that while we were involved in a time of repentance over the sins of America, the Senate was conducting a necessary hearing with the leaders of several social media outlets regarding the promotion of sexually explicit material to children. Regarding this heinous activity, two verses I quoted in a post earlier this week from Jeremiah come to mind. The message translates portions of the passage. Everyone is after the dishonest dollar. They have no shame. They do not even know how to blush. Jeremiah six thirteen and 15. Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee, appearing on the Faulkner Focus on the Fox Network to discuss the hearing, stated, There's some research that says every day 100,000 kids are force-fed sexually explicit material on these sites. It is being pushed to them. They're not looking for it. It shows up on their feed, she said. She continued, we have 42 state attorneys general suing social media companies, because of the addictive features they are pushing forward on children. While addressing Mark Zuckerberg, CEO of Meta, formerly known as Facebook, during the hearing, Senator Blackburn said to him, children are not your priority, children are your product. You see children as a way to make money she told Faulkner at the, at, that at the hearing, quote, kids were wearing t-shirts saying, I'm worth more than $270, which is what Zuckerberg said a teen was worth to them on social media, end quote. How astonishing and indicative of America's condition that this hearing was taking place as many in our gathering were weeping, asking for God's mercy and cleansing of our nation. I was not able to hold back tears as I read Revelation 3, 17 and 18. You say I am rich, have become wealthy, have no need of anything. and You do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind and naked. I advise you, God says, to buy for me gold refined by fire so that you may become rich, and white garments so that you may clothe yourself, and the shame of your nakedness will not be revealed, and eye salve to apply to your eyes so that you may see. Applying this to the church at Laodicea, Christ went on to say it was love motivating him to bring this discipline. And he concluded by telling them he was standing at the door and knocking. If they would open it through repentance, he would come in and sup with them. Christ's desire was not to judge them. He was offering cleansing transformation, and a return to their relational connection with him. I felt that on Wednesday, the knocking Savior was doing so through his tears. Hundreds of people gathered for this day of repentance, including a couple dozen members of Congress, Speaker Mike Johnson among them, Many more people watched online. Several leaders attended from other nations to join us in our repentance and prayer, both for our nation and theirs. I don't know how many, but I would guess at least two or three dozen. It was a very emotional day. In describing last year's gathering, convener, along with Tony Perkins, Jim Garlow said simply said, God showed up. I can assure you, his presence was with us again this year. And I'm sure the Lord, like all of us, had mixed emotions, grief over America's sins and rejection of him, along with the satisfaction of our repentant, interceding hearts thank you for joining us. I know our prayers and repentance made a difference. And by the way, if you would like to watch a replay of the National Gathering of Prayer Repentance, you can do so here in gpr.org using the link we provided you. Excuse me. Now, I want to comment on revival and reformation, then connect it to the Senate hearing I just mentioned. In yesterday's post, I mentioned the fact that our commission from Christ in Mark 16 was to preach the gospel and restore God's family. When breakthrough in this activity occurs creating mass conversions. We call it revival. I also said that Christ's commission in Matthew 28 was to disciple these new believers, not just individually, but corporately, entire nations. When this occurs in mass, resulting in societal transformation, the changing of culture, Laws, government, education, we call it a reformation. In most revivals of the past, believers thought only of winning the lost. Mark 16. This, of course, is essential and must be the starting point. Birthing obviously precedes training. But if Matthew 28, the reforming and discipling of individuals and Nations doesn't occur, the long term fruit will be minimal and can even be lost, as in the following example. The great charismatic movement of the late 60s through the early 80s, which included the Jesus People Movement, saw millions of people in America come to Christ and tens of millions around the world. It was a wonderful example of Mark 16 occurring with great momentum, a significant revival. However, there was little understanding of the church's assignment to do Matthew 28. The concept of discipleship that existed at the time was limited to discipling believers regarding their personal lives. We did not instruct and train believers to use the momentum of revival to disciple nations by modeling Christ's ways and teaching his principles in all of society. Therefore, during the Jesus movement, charismatic movement of the 70s, Christians did Mark 16 But while millions of people were being saved, humanists, secularists, and atheists were busy doing their version of Matthew 28, discipling a nation. How incredibly ironic. We saved individuals. They discipled a nation. We preached the gospel. Unbelievers taught dogmas and doctrines. We went to church once a week on the weekend. They indoctrinated in our schools and universities five days a week. We enjoyed a new wave of expanded Christian TV. They made movies, programs, and increased their hold on the industry. We sang and worshiped at church They took over the airwaves and discipled a generation with their music. We bought a few cameras, thought we had arrived with our Christian TV. They took over technology and monopolized social media. The result, please hear me. America experienced one of the greatest revivals in history and lost the next generation to demonic control and influence. This is almost incomprehensible. The irony is beyond belief and the tragedy beyond words. Yet it occurred And now, the generation discipled by humanists, secularists, and atheists is in charge of our nation, governing, teaching, entertaining, etc. And they are grooming the next generation, as the senator told us. Overall, social media has far more influence over the minds of our children than their parents. This is the fruit of Mark 16, without Matthew 28, revival without reformation. We must not make this mistake again. There's another powerful outpouring of Holy Spirit coming that will produce a great revival. In this outpouring, the body of Christ, his ecclesia, must accomplish both commissions. If we do, if we do so, it will produce the greatest transformation on earth in its history. More tomorrow. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the gathering that took place in our nation's capital on Wednesday. Thank you for humble and sincere hearts of repentance and intercession. We know you heard our prayers and that they make a difference. You are answering the prayers and will heal our land. On behalf of our nation, we answer your merciful knocking and say, please come in. Father, you created family members in Genesis one, then assigned them the responsibility of multiplying, and also of uh, multiplying the family and also of managing their home, planet earth this plan of yours is still intact. Jesus restored it and said he would build an Ecclesia, a family the gates, government of hell, would not be able to overcome. Then he recommissioned them to begin again the plan of multiplying your family and stewarding the earth for you. And we embrace these commissions. This twofold plan of Christ is gaining momentum. His bride is growing in numbers and the ecclesia's revelation of its authority is growing. Bring another wind that increases this even more. Cause the greatest season of revival and reformation in earth's history to take place Mark 16 and Matthew 28, simultaneously. Release the greatest wind of evangelism the world has ever experienced. and Fully reveal Christ among the nations. We love you, Father, and pray these things in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. And our decree we decree that the two great commissions of Christ will be fulfilled by his family and co-laborers. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate it very much. And I hope you have a great weekend and we will continue this teaching on revival and reformation and reformation monday see you then